You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Age of Radio. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man, and as always, joining me, my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. How's it going? I'm well, bro. It's one of my favorite days. Oh, yes. I get to talk some football. Some pigskin. And we get some NASCAR. Some, and some, some shake and bake, baby. Yeah. All right. You ready to dive into this? Let's do it, brother. We're going to start off with NASCAR. Martin Truex Jr., who is already the already the only multi-time winner so far this NASCAR Cup season, won again this time at Darlington. This was Truex Jr.'s third win of the season, and he was dominant in more ways than one. Not only did he lead the most laps, 248 out of 293 possible, he would run out front and be 10 seconds ahead of second place for most of this race. Now, 10 seconds may not seem like much, but in racing it can be an eternity if no other driver is capable of closing the gap. However, Truex Jr. almost got too comfortable out front with roughly 30 laps left. We would see, or He would see Kyle Larson in his rearview mirror closing the gap. Truex Jr., though, would regroup and settle in and easily hold off the hard-charging Larson. This win may actually be a blessing in disguise, though, for another driver, Denny Hamlin. Hamlin, who is yet to win this season, has plenty of top 10 and top 5 finishes, which currently has him in the playoff, but those spots could be gone soon if he does not get to victory lane soon. So, Cooper, your thoughts on Truex Jr. dominating Darlington? Yeah, he got away with it. So, that's awesome. Um, And as far as, you know... As far as uh, Denny Hamlin, he, he's dodged a bullet with his race. Yeah, having another yeah. guy, having Truex win again. He yeah. really, he really needs some. If he's not going to get to victory lane, he needs some of these other guys to win more. Yes, than, yes, you need than uh, any other driver who's yet to win. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I mean, you and I for a while there thought that hey, these playoff spots are going to fill up quick because it's one after another. A new a new driver's winning the race. Yeah, it's so. been crazy. So, but I think we're getting to that point now where we're going to start seeing 
multiple winners. Multiple winners here soon. Um, a lot yeah. of the teams. Uh, obviously, Joe Gibbs Racing, another win for Joe Gibbs and his racing team. So I think Joe Gibbs Racing has really been dominant this year. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if we wouldn't see one one of them win outside of Truex here soon again. And then, of course, uh, Hamlin himself just needs to get to victory lane so he doesn't really have to worry about possibly losing out on a playoff spot just because he didn't win. So it's going to be interesting so to see. It's going to be really interesting, dude. Uh, it's, it's heating up, that's for sure. Yes, sir. And especially it's going to start really heating up as it becomes summertime and NASCAR really hot on the track during those hot races. Yes. All right, next up we're going to talk about some football. Are you ready? Let's do it. Some transactions since the draft has concluded. Offensive tackle Alejandro Villanueva signs a two-year deal with division rival the Baltimore Ravens. Cooper, your sadness, please. Uh, this is not fair. I really respect this guy. Um, you know, standing for the flag when his whole team decided not to um, says a lot, and he was... You know, he, he was a workhorse for the for the Steelers. So right. to see him go to our rival, <laughs> yeah, um, this um, is horrible, dude. This sucks. Yeah, and Villanueva, of course, was also is also a uh, military veteran, so that's why he was um, yes the one out there when his team was which in the locker room, which is awesome because you know what, um, respect your flag, especially if you've uh, you stood for your country, yep, and fought for it, and fought for it, so, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so after not selecting an offensive tackle in the draft, the Colts signed Eric Fisher, who was re- released earlier this offseason by the Chiefs. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the Colts bolstering that offensive line that was missing Anthony Costanza, who retired earlier this offseason. Well, we've seen Eric Fisher. He's a, he's a pretty big dude. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean that that's good for them and, and good protection for their, their new uh, quarterback. Yeah, so, yeah, protecting Carson Wentz is definitely going to be. Carson Wentz needs that protection, man. Yeah, it's going to be definitely, which was, was like surprising when they didn't select an offensive tackle where you're just like, uh, what's your plan here? And then right. Eric Fisher agreeing to a one-year deal well, with them. No, it was like, okay, that works. That, that's, that's an easy contract, mm-hmm. and you know he can protect so right, so you're basically giving him a one year prove it deal to see if he can stay healthy, which is what Fisher wasn't able to do this that, past off season, this past season. That's been his yeah. biggest problem is he hasn't been able to stay healthy, but he is a big dude. So mm-hmm. yep. So if he can stay healthy, he can definitely cash in next off season, whether it be with the Colts. And man, or, does he he have a personality about him, don't he? Yeah, he does. All right, and the Jaguars are expected to sign Tim Tebow as a tight end. Your thoughts? This is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, this is cool for Gator fans. This is cool for the city of Jacksonville. And this is cool for Tim Tebow. Yes, sir. Um, I know a lot of people are, are a little concerned with the fact that he doesn't play tight end. He's a quarterback. But right. also back in the day, he was a tight end in high school. Right. But... There's a big difference between the high school level and the NFL. So, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this. Um, I think that he's big enough, he's fast enough, but does he have the hands? That's what's going to be the interesting part about that. And not only that, but uh, he's going to be targeted, dude. Yeah. People are going to, you know... They're going to come after him. You either love Tim Tebow or you hate Tim Tebow. And 
there's people in the league that just don't don't. I mean, they love the story, mm-hmm. but they don't think he's a good football player. Right. It really sucks because being from where we're at, seeing him grow from from the Gators and and getting to be drafted and and just kind of one bad one bad team after the other is just like. Ugh. All right. And then watching his baseball career just kind of go. Yeah. So. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I know this brings uh, brings a lot of um, eyes to Jacksonville, which we all want to see what he does. Mm-hmm. Either love it or hate it. So, all right. there you go. All right. Uh, so, speaking of Tim Tebow, though, the Jack and uh, to the Jaguars, we do have some naysayers to this possible signing. <laughs> Especially one in the Colin Coward. Oh man, Coward views this move as a as a as a move that takes away an opportunity for a roster spot for someone who may quote unquote deserve the chance. Some also believe that it's just a media grab to get attention to Jacksonville because of what was Tim Tebow mania. Tebow, like we said, did play tight end, but that was in high school before moving over to quarterback. And the one major thing going for Tebow though is he is in still excellent shape. He will just need to get into football shape, which. Yes, there actually is a difference between being in shape and being in football shape. Yes, definitely. Especially if you're going to be a tight end, he's going to have to uh, really bulk up and, uh, you know, get in shape, man, because you're you're not only catching the ball, you're blocking, you're you're getting hit, you're all of it, dude. So then there's the fact is that. If they do sign him, fans of Tebow, specifically us, but the other fans that are a little bit more out there on Tebow, <laughs> need to also come to the grips that if he is signed, he's being signed solely as a tight end, not competition for Trevor Lawrence. So just because Trevor Lawrence comes out the gate and may struggle, because that's always a possibility. Yeah, it definitely is. We can't start calling for Tebow to be quarterback. Oh, they will. I know. But it's just, they, gotta, they will, but they it's, not. it's not going to happen. they got to come with the grips of re- true reality. It really is, does suck because I think he could have been a good quarterback. He just wasn't in the right situation. situation. I mean, look, he, he took the Broncos to the playoffs, defeated my Steelers. Steelers yeah. So, you know. He does have talent. It's just getting that right coach around him. Yeah. And, of course, we all know Urban Meyer and him, their history. So right. we'll see what happens with this. We're definitely going to see what happens with that. Um, so, quick little note before we go into um, what we're about to talk about. First off, tomorrow night on ESPN and the NFL Network, we will have, well, we won't have, they will have, the schedule release of the NFL. 17 games for every NFL team. The official schedule release is tomorrow night. Be sure to tune in and check out where your favorite team will be playing at what dates and everything else. Ooh, it's always fun. Yes, sir. And we did get official word from the NFL today that uh, it will be the Jaguars taking on the Falcons in Tottenham Stadium in London, England. Hmm. Interesting. Yes, sir. So, what we're going to do now is a segment that I thought about going to do instead of kind of making this a kind of a short episode because it could have been. 
Uh, we're gonna do some. We're gonna talk about draft grades. Um, basically, we said we weren't doing grades. We're not doing grades. We're gonna discuss the grades done by the professionals. Yes. So here we go. In the AFC, we're gonna start with the Eastern um, divisions, AFC and NFC, and then we'll just move our way around the league throughout. So we're gonna cover all eight teams in both AFC and NFC in each division. So. Starting with the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East. So, Mel Kuyper Jr. gave them a B-. Todd McShay gave them a B. Um, Parr, who is a writer for the NFL Network, because Daniel Jeremiah, for some reason, didn't do grades. So, we're going to go by off whoever wrote each article, and he was doing the AFC East. And we'll talk about the other guy who did the um, NFC East a little bit later. Gave them a B minus, giving the Bills an average grade of a B minus. So obviously that's an average grade. We're not giving out a grade. That's what the average is between all three. Cooper, your thoughts on the Buffalo Bills getting an B minus average? I mean, it's fair. It is fair. It's mm-hmm. not. They. It wasn't like the best draft for them, but it also wasn't the worst. So. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they got some key players they needed, and, you know, it just it is what it is sometimes with it. Yeah, I really think this actual draft is going to depend on how good Greg Rizal is, from the defensive end from Miami. Um, they obviously needed a pass rush. He is a really good pass rusher, though he did opt out this last season. But it's really going to depend – Overall, how good this is, the base that, will be on him. That's going to be hard, too. Like, for all these players coming back mm-hmm. that opted out for their senior year because of this COVID crap, Yeah, it's it's going to be hard for them, man, because uh, they're behind. They're behind. They're not completely in football shape. You can say what you want, but. Like, you know, like we said with Tebow, yeah. there's a difference between being in shape and being in football shape. Yeah. You look at offensive linemen. You would like, you're not really in shape. Uh, but they're in football shape. That, that's that's why, the difference. That's why I'm hoping. I'm hoping mm-hmm. we get these mini camps and we get to do, you know, training camps and do all those because they need this. They need it, especially this year, dude. Especially the rookies. So. They really do. Yeah, they really need to get them in there. Um, get them getting on the weights and getting into uh, repetitions, mental and the rookies. Physical. Hey, Tebow. Tebow should join them. Yeah. All right, next up, the Miami Dolphins. Mel Kuyper Jr. gave the Dolphins an A. Todd McShay gave them an A-, and Parr gave them an A- for an average of an A-. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the Dolphins and their grade? They got Jalen Waddle, dude. What yeah. can you say? That's it? That's all you're giving them, Jalen Waddle? What can you say, dude? That, that covers your whole draft, huh? What can you say, man? Um. Well, I can say that also... Uh, they got someone who can play tackle, which they also needed, and Liam Eichenberg, offensive tackle from Notre Dame, which will also benefit to not only did they get him another weapon to mm-hmm. go with Devontae Parker and Mike Kosecki, but they got him some protection. Yeah, and, he definitely needed that. So, so they're really putting it on um, Tua, though. He's got he's to show up. I, I, <clears throat> I really, excuse me, I really think he will. Mm-hmm. I think he'll show up this year. I think. You know, I mean, coming back from, you know, an injury like he has, it takes a while. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with this. But I really think do not count Tua out because Tua, and you and I both were like, why didn't we get him for Oregon? 
Because he would he would have been awesome there too. Yeah, he would have been great at Oregon. So, um, I think, I think both. I think the uh, first two second rounders are going to be the sleeper picks. Um, and I know it's going to sound like homerism for Javon Holland, but I think he's got a chance because Javon's got that capability of playing multiple positions in the backfield. On the back end of the defense, he can play. He can play corner if you need him to. You can drop him down in the slot, and of course, he can play safety. So it really he's a, a, a Swiss Army knife back there for them. So that will really help their defense. And then of course Jalen Phillips. Um, a lot of people um, had ranked higher. Uh, I, I'm sorry, he wasn't a second round pick. He was a first round pick. I messed up on my typing there. But he he went before um, his uh, counterpart Greg Rousseau over at Miami. But he's shown he's got some great capabilities. And if he can stay healthy, that's his. That was his problem. He did retire at one point from football because he wasn't sure his head can handle all the beating it was getting. He had quite a few concussion problems early on in his career, so it would be interesting to see. Hopefully, if he can stay healthy, yeah. him and Javon Holland if could they, actually if, be the. If they can keep him healthy, then yeah, but yeah, it's it's iffy when they start having concussion yeah. issues, especially at an early age. Yeah, so it we'll can, see what happens. Well, this is a this is a catch twenty two thing. So we'll see. All right, next up, <laughs> the team I don't like talking about, but you know we have to. The Patriots. Mel Kiper gave him a B. McShay gave him a B plus. Parr gave him a B minus. Grading out to a B even. So Cooper, your thoughts on the Patriots grade? I mean, what did they really need that they didn't get in free agency besides a quarterback? And that's basically what they got. Um, so there you go. And isn't it just kind of odd how we just slowly kept following, slowly kept following, and all of a sudden, Patriots, Mac Jones. Right. It's like that wasn't set up, was it? It seems like it was. Because – He's like he's like Tom Brady 2.0. You and I both said the only way this kid will work is if he gets in. New is England. if he gets with New England, and he did. Uh, I mean, honestly, I'm not I'm not even counting him out this year from getting the starting position against Cam Newton. No, me either, dude. Because like they said, they they can go back and now run that Tom Brady offense. They don't have to run that Cam Newton offense yeah. that they had to run last year. Oh yeah, and. Oh, those tight ends and stuff. Oh man, watch out! Um, I always, I always find this funny. Looking at the Patriots picks, and it goes Bama, Bama, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. It's <laughs> like, dude, you had some favorites there or what? But uh, Christian Barmore is a good defensive tackle for him. I think he's, he. I don't. I'm not going to say he's going to be as good as um, Wilf, um, Wilfrick was. Vince Wilfrick was for them, but he's in that kind of mold of a really good nose tackle that can disrupt um, the run game and also collapse the inside of a pocket for their defense. And I think that will help the Patriots. I hate saying that that would help the Patriots, but... Yeah, I don't really like talking about the Patriots too much myself over here being a Steelers fan, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, so we're trying our best, guys. We're really trying our best. But at least we're not Patriot homers like Colin Coward. Anyways, moving on to the (laughs) Mel Kuyper gave him an A minus. Todd McShay gave him an A. Parr gave him an A minus for an average of A minus. So Cooper, your thoughts on the J E T S Jets 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 draft? Well, they got Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. 
They needed a quarterback. They got the quarterback. Well, they didn't really need the quarterback, but when you trade your fir- former quarterback, you, yeah, you, you do need, need the-, the quarterback. <laughs> That's how you end up needing the quarterback. But, um, yeah, I don't know, dude. The Jets, it doesn't matter to me what this grade really turns out to be. It's, are they gonna are they going to make the most of it? Yeah. Because, I'm sorry, but the Jets have not been relevant in so many years it's kind of like why are they still even here for real that's why i mean i hate to say that because the jets back in the day were cool dude yeah so i mean it's just it sucks yeah but at least they're at least this um regime is trying to do their best for zach wilson as they can they started last year when they got mckay Beckton, left yeah. tackle then they can turn around not only got wilson jumped up and got elijah bear tucker who can play tackle or yeah. guard, but he's more than likely going to be playing guard at this level. Then turned around and got him a really good swat, uh, swat, slot receiver in Elijah Moore out of Mississippi and got him a really good, I still think he's an underrated and good running back, Michael Carter out of North Carolina. Because Carter and, uh, and his running mate, um, Javante Williams, both ran for almost 300 yards apiece in, at, last year for North Carolina in that one game. And it was unbelievable. So, I'm actually looking forward to seeing what they do. What yeah. if they can continue that's, that's, this build? That's all I'm saying. If if they can make something of this, mm-hmm. then cool. But if they got if they get all this talent and they can't do something with it, yeah. there's something wrong with them. Dude. And I think the say. And I also think uh, they got a really good value pick in Hassan uh, Nasir Nasir Ladin, the safety out of Florida State. He's actually a pretty good safety. I think he's going to be one of those guys to watch out. Late value round pick. Oh yeah, very late round. You, you never, but... you never count them out, dude. Because I mean, even them later rounds, them guys, they got, they got a chip on their shoulder. Yes, sir. And uh, sometimes they become superstars. So right. All right, we're gonna move over to the NFC East. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. First up, the division winners, the Washington Football Team. That's still weird to say. <laughs> uh, pick a freaking mascot. Let's go with it, please. Uh, t- Mel Kiper Jr. gave them a B. McShay gave them a B plus, and Felice gave them a B for an average, just under a B plus for a B. Cooper, your thoughts? Yeah, man, it it is what it is with with them, dude. They they need everything. So, well, they didn't need much for the defense, though. They did get themselves a really good yeah. linebacker in Jameen Davis in the first round. They basically needed to build their offense. What was the head scratcher? Is why in the hell? Did they not go after a quarterback? I don't know, dude. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm having issues with these notes over here. I can't flip that damn thing over. I'm like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> it might be the palsy, guys. Anyways, there you go. All right, then. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, they did get an offensive tackle and Sam Cosme in the uh, second round, which will help boost that offensive line. But, again, not ha- – I mean, granted, I love it when Fitz Magic is Fitz Magic. But he's not always fits magic for six, no, for sixteen and now seventeen <laughs> games, and we're about the end of Fitz Magic's career. Yeah. So I'm just like, where is the quarterback that's going to be the long term answer? And I just, I, I I don't know what they're doing. You and I both thought Kyle Trask was going to go here, but uh, in the first round and again in the second round. Yeah, I just like, what are you guys doing? Uh, <sighs> Who knows. Fitzpatrick is good, but he's not that good. 
No, but definitely having Kyle Trust just to sit behind him for a year would be, yeah. would have been fantastic. Um, I'm not even totally totally sure about any of these other players, though I've heard John Bates, good things about John Bates, the tight end from Boise State. Um, of course, I do like the uh, Cameron Cheeseman, long snapper from Michigan, just because his last name is Cheeseman. <laughs> uh, though I've heard good things about Shaka Tony or Tony, however you pronounce his last name, because it changes with every other person we talk about with the last name of Tony or Tooney from Penn State. I've heard good things about him as a defensive end, so that's a good late-round pickup that could potentially help out in the rotation on that defensive line, which is stout for Washington. They, I'm telling you, they are a quarterback away from Super Bowl contention, not just playoffs. Yeah, they're a good quarterback away from Super Bowl contention, but without so, a so you think they might be Aaron Rodgers status? Yeah, but how much you're gonna have to give up? That is true to get him. Besides yeah. just draft picks, how many of your players are you gonna have to give up? <laughs> That's gonna be the question. So yeah. we'll see what happens there. Next up, the team that finished in second, the New York Giants or the New Jersey Giants, depends on how you view it, really, since they play in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Anyways. <laughs> Mel Kuyper Jr. gave him a B plus. McShay gave him a B plus, and Fleece gave him B plus, giving them an average, of course, of a B plus. If you're all three across the board, guess what? You're a B plus average. <laughs> That's how that works. Cooper, your thoughts on the Giants? Well, they got they got a good receiver in Tony, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know there was a lot of talk about like why did they go with him? Why didn't they pick somebody else? But he's a good he's a good receiver, and I think he'll bring. I'll bring uh, that that you know need that they need for a for a receiver there. So there you go. Well, it came out uh, actually just this past week that they got mad that the Eagles and Cowboys did a trade and right in front of them because they wanted Devonte Smith. Yeah. Which then led to them dropping out of the after they got we're not getting Devonte Smith, and the Eagles were then they made the trade with the Bears to drop down and that's why they ended up with t- uh, Tony, which then of course irritated. Urban Meyer because he was going to get Tony at 25, and then he ended up getting Travis Etienne, which, of course, we'll talk about when we do the South Divisions um, here in the next few days, or next few episodes. 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 (laughs) All right, next up, we're going to talk about them Dallas Cowboys, and soon after that, the Philadelphia Eagles. Kuiper gave the Cowboys a B, McShay a B minus, Felice a B minus, giving them an B minus average. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the Cowboys? Dude, they got, they got Mike Parsons. Come on now. Yeah, that's actually where I'm kind of like, why was it such a kind of low B? Yeah, he's a badass. I mean. It's not their fault. The two best corners that they wanted were off the board, right? Two picks in a row, in a row before yeah. them. And we know Jerry Jones was pissed about it. He wasn't happy, so... You know, so... And to drop down two spots, get an extra pick later on, and then get the best defensive player in the draft, that's a great pick. And also a great pick, too, in the fourth round, Jabril Cox, a linebacker from LSU, who's got really great speed on the edge, and so does Parsons on the inside. You You guys just gave yourselves a real good chance... To really improve that linebacking core. Uh, not only that, they got themselves a pretty good corner in Kelvin Joseph in the second round. I mean, he's not the great lockdown corner probably, but a good uh, corner nonetheless will help you out definitely in that aspect. Um, so I'm not seeing 
why it was such a big deal. And then also Nashawn Wright from Oregon State, he's got he's a big corner. He's six foot four. He could probably even move to safety if you need him to. So and, Dan, and he's a Dan Quinn prototype corner, which is what they need. He's basically gonna possibly fill that uh um shoot. And I just lost the player's name. Now, I want to say Richard Sherman type, but it wasn't really Richard Sherman I'm thinking of. It's the uh, safety. Cam Chancellor. There we go. Sorry. Cam Chancellor type. Because Chancellor was a big safety. And uh, you could probably move right into that uh, Cam Chancellor role in Dan Quinn's offense. Uh, sorry, defense. So, yeah. <laughs> that works there, dude. Yes, sir. All right. And next up, we're going to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. So, silly Phillies. Mel Kuyper, McShay, and Fleece gave him a B plus for an average of B plus. Or Cooper, your thoughts? Hey man, they got Devontae Smith. You can't say much more about that, dude. Yeah, we we really honestly and, thought uh, Devontae was going to be the they, pick over. Then they got a, then they got some protection with that center, mm-hmm. Landon Dickerson, yeah. which is who I was hoping would fall to the Rams, but the Eagles are like, now nah, we're going to take him before he gets down that far. We're like, I'm just sitting there like, are you flipping kidding me, Philly? You suck. <laughs> you just. You just screwed me? You screwed me? But, no, it's, it helps Jalen Hurts out a lot getting him a receiver that he's also familiar with. Mm-hmm. A center he's also familiar with. So, I, they're really going to give Hurts a, a fair shot at trying to be good. Yeah, because I don't think he really had a fair shot last year. No, and they kind of screwed him in that last game, too, which so. pissed the Cowboys off. and Well, actually pissed off the Giants because the Giants beat the Cowboys and could have been in the playoffs rather than Washington. Um, but <laughs> the Eagles kind of screwed that whole thing up. Uh, and plus, i got to give re- respects up to uh, a guy who's named Jacoby. So, Because we know Jacoby on TikTok. <laughs> Why not? Give some love to the Jacobys. Sure. Right? Jacoby's Alliance. <laughs> yep. So, hashtag Kobe's Alliance. Hashtag. <laughs> All right, man. Wow, that actually went by a little bit smoother than I thought yeah, it was going Yeah, it was to. fun, dude. I thought I was going to mess it up a little bit more than that, but I kept it pretty well intact. <laughs> you, did, you did good on the notes, brother. Thank you. It was fun. All right, so be sure to tune in this Thursday as we got some more worldwide sports talk. Yes. Oh, yeah. We got some dilemma coming from the Kentucky Derby winner. <laughs> yeah. We got to talk about the NCAA all of a sudden being backed into a corner. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about Ooh. that. Uh, and we're going to also discuss Rory McIlroy's first victory in golf since, guess when? 2019. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. And then, of course, we're also going to discuss uh, Canelo Alvarez kicking some button boxing. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, this Saturday, tune in for the preview of WWE's WrestleMania's Backlash. Is it WrestleMania Backlash? Is it Backlash? What is it? <laughs> it's WrestleMania Backlash. WrestleMania's uh, Backlash. WWE hashtag whatever. Cookie how's crumble. it Backlash when there's no really... I don't this know, just bro. doesn't make sense. I don't know, bro. I Usually backlash would be like, you know, rematches. Well, some are rematches. Some are a rematch with an extra added person. Right. And some is just a... What is going on here? <laughs> like, who are you? Why are you... Free- what? 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 Yeah. What? So. That kind of thing. 
Um, and then of course it's, it's interesting for sure. That's for sure. And um, then of course uh, Saturday, uh, I mean sorry Sunday baseball basketball talk. We get to return talk about the return of the king again. He is back. Not tonight though, unfortunately. Like we were all hoping he would have been against the Knicks, where we needed him more than we do tomorrow against the Rockets. It's like, dude, play tonight. Don't play tomorrow. You know what's weird? What? You need him for the Knicks. I know that's the <laughs> just realized that is a weird thing to say. We needed him for the Knicks. That is a little weird to say. <laughs> That is really weird to say. <laughs> I don't even... Wow. But, okay, we needed him more for the Knicks than we did the Rockets. This is true. But then again, it is an easier game no, against I'm, the Rockets. No, I'm not saying nothing against the Knicks. I'm glad they're finally... Back. Back. So it's pretty cool. Dude. Yes. Uh, despite what a lot of people thought, I always liked Tom Thibodeau as a coach. It's just I don't think he's gotten the respect. And I he obviously... Should not be general manager slash coach. He can't handle that. But as a head coach, he's really good. He just needs the right GM to put the right roster together. Him and the right general manager to build a roster together. Because obviously he can't do it in Minnesota. He did tried it in Minnesota and he failed. <laughs> well, what sucks is, you know, New York is a big market, dude. And they haven't been quite relevant for a while. So mm-hmm. it's nice to see them doing well. Yes. Freaking the sports world is back in New York. I mean, Brooklyn Nets, good. Knicks are back. Yankees are the Yankees. Oh, the Yankees are the Yankees. The Mets are good, though. So you got um, Shea Stadium is going to be rocking as soon as they can get to full capacity, hopefully here at some point down the road. Uh, Let's see. uh, The Islanders are in the playoffs in, in hockey, though the Rangers didn't make it, but still. The Rangers are trying to get back into playoff yeah. contention. They're getting, they're getting back towards it. Um, am I missing a sport? I feel like I'm missing a sport. <laughs> I did baseball, basketball. Okay, the Giants are in Africa yeah, football. <laughs> We're just talking about the Giants and the Jets. Well, the Jets, they, the new regime so far looks competent. Unlike yeah. the previous regimes. So that's helpful. So it looks like there's an actual direction for the Jets. So that's going to give Jets fans hope. Obviously, maybe not this year, but down the line, it's like, hey, we're actually looking like we got a direction to go to. Yeah. And then the Giants um, are putting everything on Daniel Jones' shoulders and saying, dude, step up or <laughs> put up or shut up now. Put up or shut up. So it's time. For, so I mean, that's, that's still good for Giants fans to be like, hey, we have almost everything we need. This quarterback needs to be the guy, or we got to start looking at moving on. So, yep. so at and least I, so, I think if if he doesn't do something this year, they definitely are moving on. So at some point, yes, I yeah. don't see them keeping him very much longer if they don't. At least he's got at least make the playoffs. Yes, something. I don't. I don't think you have to win the division because it's going to be hard unless. Dak gets hurt again. I don't think the Cowboys are yeah. going to let you oh, win the division. Yeah, the Cowboys are going to be. But if you can at least make the playoffs as a wild card team, that's a step in the right direction of getting to stay. To where card. you're going, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what the Giants need to look forward to. Set realistic expectations. Hope that, I guess you can be like Cooper and hope for somebody getting injured and getting your way. 
Because <laughs> Cooper does that. <laughs> we won't talk about that. Yeah, otherwise we're going to get killed in Jacksonville. One of these <laughs> even though he's down in Tampa now. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but... uh. So I mean, if you so if you temper your expectations and just hope for a, a playoffs berth, period, that's a step in the right direction. The Jets are looking like they're going to start going the right way. I mean, it's talking about New York is kicking it now in, in sports, man. So it's great. It's great good. to be a New it's York great, fan right now, dude. It's way awesome to see New York thriving and doing well in sports again. And yeah, now if I can just get the Clippers to die. In Los Angeles, I'd be so happy. Uh-huh. Or my team to freaking get a fucking bullpen. I don't know what the fuck my, my team's bullpen. We're going to talk probably about that on Sunday. Because I'm sure they're going to screw something up this week. Anyways, I'm done ranting because it's not going to help. Oh, by the way, Yankees, you t- your team won tonight against the Rays. So, there you come. Here come the Yankees again. That sounded weird. I'm never doing that again. Sorry, Yankees fans, but I'm just not a fan of yours. So, anyways, let's go on. <laughs> Be sure to tune in next Tuesday where we recap some more auto racing with NASCAR. And, of course, we'll bring you, I think we're going to cover the uh, North Divisions next week. So, we're going to do the ASC and NFC North. So, we're going to talk about your team. We're going to talk about the Packers and their dilemma. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and, of course. This is going to be fun. And, of course, um, how we think the grades go. So, this is going to be an interesting few weeks. Um, and, of course, also, be sure to tune in. We're still on track. May 23rd, our 100th episode. Yes, I cannot wait, dude. This it's going to be fun. This is awesome. We have some surprises coming for you guys, too. So, mm-hmm. keep, keep looking at our social medias because we have things on and popping. Yes, sir. So, be sure to tune in. Catch us on YouTube when we do it. Dang it. Yes, please do. All right, man. I think that does it. I think that covers everything. So I covered the football. I covered basketball. I covered baseball. I covered NASCAR. I covered hockey. And I covered our 100th episode. I covered a lot of crap in this few minutes. You covered it, bro. All right, man. I think we're good. So um, that does it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep keep on talking talking sports. sports.